everyone. Welcome to the Make Life Matter podcast. I'm your host, Angela Donatio, Bible study author, adventure junkie, and founder of Voice of the Voiceless, empowering women in Africa. Join me here every week for inspiring conversations on discovering miracles in life's messy moments. Here's this week's episode. Today, we're going to see how our ordinary and even messy moments can become platforms for the miraculous with my special and very first guest, shark attack survivor, Tiffany Johnson. I am so excited about our conversation and you are absolutely going to love her. I'll introduce Tiffany in just a second. If you missed the first episode of Make Life Matter, I shared my story of two health challenges that nearly took my life and how we can trust God's character even when life is out of focus. Next week, I'll share about my experience climbing Africa's tallest mountain, Mount Kilimanjaro, in moving mountains and failing forward. And guys, it was on this trip to putting clean water wells that I had a terrifying experience with a baboon. Yep, you will not want to miss that. Then rounding out January, I'm thrilled to have Christian comedian Carrie Pomeroli, the author of Confessions of a Proverbs 32 Woman. She's going to keep us in stitches while sharing the messiness of her own life with wit and honesty. If you'd like to sponsor an episode, reach out to me at AngelaDonatio.com and we would love to have you. And if you're in the Oklahoma City area, I'll be speaking at Refuge Women's Conference February 28th. I would love to see you there. You can find the link in my show notes or at my website, AngelaDonatio.com. All right. I don't want to wait another minute for you to meet Tiffany. In June 2017, Tiffany Johnson suffered a shark attack while on vacation in the Bahamas, losing her right arm. However, what the devil meant to destroy, God has taken and shown his glory. It has birthed a testimony that has been shared across the nation and the world of the power of God and what it means to be an overcomer through Christ. Tiffany has been featured on the Today Show, Animal Planet, The 700 Club, the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association, iHeartRadio, and many more local and online publications. She is featured as a co-author in the best-selling book and devotion, Endurance, Going the Distance from the Valley to the Mountaintop. She is a gifted speaker and worship leader. Her heart is to share this powerful testimony and message of hope to help people choose joy and shift their perspective. Welcome, Tiffany. I'm so glad you're here today. Yay. I'm I'm excited to be here. You know, I was blessed, and I didn't say it in your um, bio, but I was blessed to have you as the speaker for the launch of my second Bible study, Fearless, Ordinary Women of the Bible Who Dared to Do Extraordinary Things. And when I was thinking about it, I thought, who better to be a special guest than this modern day fearless woman? And I had the joy of, of hearing you at Women of Purpose. And then just our women absolutely loved you at, at the launch and the people that were able to watch online. But I know some people might still be new to you, to you and to your ministry. So just take a second and tell us all the things about you and what you'd like our audience to know about you. Oh, thank you. Yes. Um, so I am a mom of three, um, which keeps me really busy. They're young right now, so they're eight, seven, and four. Um, and we reside in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, my husband and I um, do our full-time jobs, you know, just like a nine to five, just like everybody else. But we've started a ministry uh, called Be an Overcomer Ministries, and. Um, we, we started that a year after the attack happened. So um, a lot of our time, our, our extra time of what extra time you have 
um, goes into, you know, fostering that ministry and, and letting the Lord build and guide it. And so we're excited to kind of step into that even more so here in this uh, new decade. I love that. And could you have imagined before 2017 that you would be launching a ministry and can you just see how even these just unexpected borderline tragedies of life have turned into just um, an amazing platform at how God is using you. But I'm sure back then you could have never imagined this. Yeah. I often get asked that, like, you know, did you think that this could ever happen to you or, you know, in some sort of way like that? And gosh, if I would have thought five, 10 years ago, this is what would have happened. You would have been attacked by a shark, lost your arm. This is how you would respond to it. This is how people would respond to you responding to it. And mm. you know, all of the, the trickle down effect of all the choices you made in that response. I mean, it blows me away. It brings me to tears when I think mm. about the goodness of the Lord and how he changes something, like you said, so tragic and turns it around to something amazing that's literally changing people's lives. I mean, I am just so humbled that my testimony could be used in that way. You know, um, I never would have imagined that I would have had the strength or the faith even, you know, you want to think that you have that kind of faith, but mm. you tell it's put to the test. And even that has brought me to tears, just knowing that he saw something in me that I didn't even know was in there myself. Like he trusted me in that, um, in that way. And gosh, that's just an honor and, and a blessing. Wow. And you made an interesting statement. Um, thank you for sharing that. You mentioned the choices that you made along the way. And I kind of want to talk about some of those choices because yeah. I've heard it said once that what happens to us is not nearly as important as what we believe about what happened to us. And mm. you could have made the choice to believe that maybe God didn't you know, take care of you, or maybe he's not trustworthy. And, and you made the choice to, to trust his character in that moment. And I know from hearing you and reading your story that you've made the choice to choose joy. Yeah. And I I want you to talk about that today because, you know, maybe there, I, I doubt there's anyone who hears this that's been attacked by a shark, but there's so many people that go through things that they did not expect maybe they felt blindsided. It came out of nowhere. And we have those choices. Is God who he says he is? Is he trustworthy? And where do I go from here? And what does my life look like from here? So, you know, I know that that was probably one of the most challenging seasons of your life and, and you've experienced such a rare event. Um, I would love for you to just share about that with us. And, you know, for the, for the listeners who've never heard it, just kind of walk us through that day. And in those weeks that followed. Yeah, absolutely. So as you mentioned, I was on the, on a vacation with my husband, um, and we go on vacations frequently together. At least once a year, we try to get away, even if it's just for a night, this happened to be a a seven day cruise, just the two of us, which I love because we believe in fostering, you know, that relationship between the two of us, especially of young kids, Mm. um, we did that. And, um, on that last stop of the cruise, uh, was Nassau Bahamas. And we went and bartered for a local, you know, snorkeling deal and went out to, um, Paradise Island is where kind of where the hub of all the touristy stuff is. So you have to take a boat out to Paradise Island. And then from there, we took a boat out and did parasailing and then switched boats and went over to do the snorkeling site. And that was about five minutes, uh, boat ride from Paradise Island. And there's where, you know, we laid anchor, there's reef everywhere. And so, 
we just jumped in, you know, no hesitation. My husband was dealing with an upset stomach, but he thought maybe swim around would help. So we did that for a good 20 minutes together. And then he made his way back to the boat. And I knew once I saw him kind of making his way, what was about to happen. I'm like, you go take care of you. I'm oh, just, yeah. You know, <laughs> he didn't feel so hot. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm like, it's, you know, I need to enjoy this a little bit longer than that. So I did that. And, um, and I remember just kind of getting lost in that world under the water, you know, just the God's creation under the water is amazing. Just the beautiful mm. colors and the fish and the different species and just way they interact. And, you know, so that's what I was doing. And I felt as if I bumped into something and that literally was a thought that went through my mind. I remember thinking, Oh, what did I bump into? Just very casual. And I, I turned to my right and I was face to face with a shark. And, and I know you guys can't see me, but I have a scar that's um, a good, probably what, four, three, four inches down from my shoulder of where he latched on. So mm. if you put your arm out, I mean, that's like inches from your face, you know, and that's where he was. He was literally face to face with me. And I remember just fear taking over. You know, I started to have visions of my kids playing in the backyard and just like my body was going through that, like, releasing, shutting down process. But the strength of the Lord just came out from in me. And I remember thinking, no, 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 I'm not going to die. You are not going to take my life. And I remember having to literally push those thoughts back and focus on getting away, you know, and I was yanking and screaming and, and it was a crazy flurry of motion. And I, I don't even remember what I did with my left hand. Some people are like, you know, did you punch him? And I'm like, I what I did, I don't remember. It was so quick, you know, um, and I'm just yanking and all you can really hear is the screaming through the snorkel tube is this, up, you know, cause Ooh. it was in my mouth. And so nobody knew what was going on. In fact, I found out later that my husband had thrown up all over the boat and the captain was trying to clean that up. And the two people that were with us that were on the excursion were just getting into the boat. And there was kind of that ordeal. He got jumped in and was washing himself off. All that was going on while I was fighting for my life. So nobody knew mm. being attacked. And so, you know, I'm just yanking and, and finally his jaws opened. I remember just yanking and all of a sudden my arm came flying out and it was gone. He had taken it fully, just a severed stump. And I remember just in shock looking at my arm as it's just mangled. And I didn't stay in that moment though, which is just amazing when I think back, it, I, I was able to just throw off my snorkel mask. I was already at surface level. So I just screamed out, help, help me Jesus. And I began to make my way back to the boat with my non-dominant hands that I had. Mm -hmm. And I put my severed arm out of the water. And um, that's when my husband heard me. I mean, the terror on his eyes when he turned and looked, it's, it's something I'll never forget. It mm. was a horrific scene. He said it looked like uh, he was in a horror movie, blood everywhere. I know. And my, my arm is just squirting blood as I'm, you know, with every stroke that I take to get to the boat. Um, but the Lord provided for me to get to the boat safely. And the captain threw out the the rope and I'm using it to get in. And, you know, my husband kind of launched me into the boat as soon as we got quick, close enough. And then the peace of the Lord just surrounded me as soon as I hit that boat. I mean, I can't quite describe it. It was like mm -hmm. a cloud of his presence. And I remember looking at my husband and just saying, okay, getting something to stop the bleeding. Like I knew what needed to happen. I had a mind 
Um, and I just, I found uh, the beach towel, you know, I spotted it from under the bench there. And I said, grab that beach towel. And he threw it in. I'm like, no, 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 you got to tie it up, you know, and he's, I'm walking him through how to, to take care of my arm. And he's just frantic. His eyes are like golf balls, you know, and he's just in a flurry. And I'm like, okay, you know, tie it as tight as you can. I, I you're not going to hurt me. You just need to get it as tight as you can. And he was shaking, trying to keep that thing so tight. Mm-hmm. And, and then we made our way back, you know, to the port. Um, and I laid my head on his lap. I had him keep my arm elevated and I just began to pray. And I remember just praying in the Holy Spirit because I literally had no words. I, I, my mind was just reeling, you know, and I was trying to do deep breathing and, and keep myself calm. And, and that's what's so amazing is that I look back and I never lost consciousness. I never went into a panic. I never went into shock. I, I was awake and alert the entire time until they actually put me under when they rolled me back into mm-hmm. surgery, which is amazing because, you know, we look at the timeline of things and, and it took me a good five minutes, you know, to get to the paradise Island. We beached the boat, we try to get help. There's no hospital there. So they tell us you got to go back another 20 minutes to the port. So we had wow. to back the boat out, go another 20 minutes. And I was going all that way with just a beach towel as a tourniquet, which we all know is not a proper tourniquet. It's called something, you know, but the Lord sustained me so much so that not only was I alive and breathing and alert and, and, but when they went in for surgery, um, they found out I didn't even require a blood transfusion. They said I didn't lose enough. Wow. Wow. The Lord just, his hand was on me. The miracles are so evident that many doctors that I've talked to both ones that are of faith and ones that aren't are, are like, I can't medically explain you, Tiffany, like you are a walking miracle. Mm. So that to me, to even be able to share it with others is just a huge blessing because I'm talking about the power of my God and nobody yeah. can buy it. That's know? right. That's true. Wow. I'm sure our listeners are just like, Oh, let me take a breath. That is, yes. Just, I mean, it's just unbelievable. And and incredibly, of course, I'm getting to see your face. So I wish our listeners could, because I can just see even now the gratitude, which of all emotions that you could be experiencing, what I see in your eyes is gratitude. Not only that you're a survivor, but even that the Lord entrusted you to be strong enough to go through this. And I have a thought, and I've never thought about it, even though I've heard you speak a couple of times, have you thought back now why you believe maybe the Lord allowed that situation to where you were kind of completely isolated? There was another situation going on in the boat. It happened to involve your husband. So he's not with you. No mm-hmm. one's paying attention. Have you asked the Lord that? Or, and I know sometimes he, we don't know the whys, but right. that just seems to be an interesting yeah. component of the story. It made me think of like the book of Daniel, you know, Daniel is, is prominent and he, he has the title of the book and it's about Daniel and we have Daniel in the lion's den. And mm-hmm. then we get to a few chapters in and we see this three, the story of the three Hebrew children, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego that are thrown into the fiery furnace. And Daniel is nowhere to be found. You know, we, right. we don't know what he's doing, but these boys had to go through that experience. Mm-hmm. They were, they were probably grown men by that point, but without, their friend, companion, mentor, leader, Daniel, and another 
man was in the fire and that was the spirit of God. That was Jesus right. with them. So it just makes me wonder why it inf- unfolded that way. What do you think yeah. about that? You know, it's interesting you asked that because I have definitely thought through that many a times. In fact, I actually told my husband, you know, just a few hours after, you know, everything got settled out of surgery and stuff, um, that don't you dare let Satan tell you that mm. you should there and, and to second guess you going back to the boat or whatever. Don't let that regret, so to speak, um, impact how we move forward because I'm glad you weren't there, you know, because I feel like if he would have been there, it would have been worse, you know, because there's more of a, um, an aggression that happens when you feel like you're threatened and if the you know, and so I just feel like it would have been a lot worse had he been there. Um, so it was and, almost God's protection, if you yeah, think about it that way, yeah, that he wasn't absolutely. there, even though exactly. in the flesh we could think that the protection was lifted, but actually right. that was maybe another way of his protection. And you bring up another thought I would have not had is your husband's had to process, tell me his first name again. Yeah, James. James. So James has had to process, he could have felt... I'm sure if that had been my husband, Dale, like everything you're thinking, like, mm-hmm. does he feel guilty? Does he feel like, oh, oh my word, I'm not there for five minutes and this horrible yeah. thing happens to my wife? Like, that's a whole nother layer that really yes. had to be processed, I'm sure, as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And even when I said that to him, his eyes welled up, you know, in the hospital. And he's like, I have been wrestling with that because I know in my head that there's nothing it could have just been worse or there's nothing more. I mean, there's nothing I can do to change that. But yet I felt that attack of you should have been there. You know, why didn't, why did you go back when you did, you know, and, and all of those thoughts of like the what ifs, you know, that sometimes throws at us. And so, um, I know that was straight from the Lord when I spoke to him. I mean, it wasn't, but a few hours, you know, after everything kind of settled down that I was able to just, it, it just came to me like, don't you dare, you know, mm. I knew that, um, the Lord had told me, you know, that we had to nip that right away because it was not of him. And, um, I also found out later that there was another tourist boat that came before the attack happened. We did not realize that because of all the commotion and stuff. We had thought we were the only boat out there the whole time. Well, we were, when we came up, there was a boat that was leaving with a bunch of a group and then they left and we were the only ones out there when we first went out, but another boat had arrived and we found out only because there was a guy on that boat that was an ex paramedic. Um, he found me on Facebook, you know, after everything hit the media and stuff. And he said that they were about to get in the water when they saw me swimming back and my arm was severed and, you know, and there was like, you know, screaming and everybody's freaking out. And he was trying to get the captain of their boat to get close to our boat so that he could get on. Cause he's like, I'm a, I'm a paramedic. I know what to do, blah, blah, blah. And they just couldn't get us quick enough. Oh, wow. It out. And he said he was, it was killing him, you know, to think, oh my gosh, what is going to happen to her? I couldn't get there quick enough. Like he, it was, he was really struggling with that. I found out he was a Christian. Oh, I told him, you know, I got to, I got to talk to him on the phone and I told him, listen, I think that 
you not being there was a blessing because it showed the glory of the Lord even more. Wow. Had you have been, there would have been, oh, well, you had a paramedic to help you and that's why you were safe and blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. Like God wanted a situation that said there was nothing there but the Lord that mm. gained her and it gave him even more glory in it. And there was no explaining a way that could have happened. And so to me, that's why things played out the way they did is because God needed to show himself miraculous. And, and I think sometimes we put him in a box of thinking he can only do this or, you know, we can only operate this way or whatever, but he needed to show himself mighty a, a, again in another way to make himself known that, Hey, you know, hello, I'm mm. still God, you know, I can still do these things just like you were talking about, like Daniel and Lion's Den and David and Goliath, but I'm still that same God. Mm. Um, that to me is just, you know, his way of articulating it and making sure things are worked out. Wow. It's just, Amazing. but that's a shift in your perspective because yes. rather than us looking at a situation and saying, God, why did you like allow this to happen? Or yes. where were you? Or why wasn't there a paramedic? Or why was my husband next to me? The Lord has really been able to give you supernatural insight, you know, yeah. to see a different perspective. I mean, that's a, that's a powerful perspective to say, God received all of the glory in that yeah. situation because ultimately everything we go through in life, you know, is about how he's going to receive glory from it. And yep. so walk us through, you had the surgery there in the Bahamas. You're not even in your own home country. It's yep. not thing happened, but you're, you're not in the States. So how long were you there? And then you came back home. Was there uh, you know, I'm sure there were doctor's visits and an additional journey since you came back. Yeah. Yeah. So I was there in the Bahamas. We were sort of stuck, um, because we only had our birth certificates and driver's license. Um, and when you're cruising, that's okay because you don't stay the night anywhere. But of course we had to stay the night after surgery, the cruise um, line had left and we were stuck there and it happened to be their national holiday. So they, the U.S. Embassy was closed on Friday, closed the additional Monday, oh. and on a Friday. So um, Saturday morning, it was like mid-morning, the Ministry of Tourism down there got involved, and, and um, the lady came in, and she's like, listen, I have tried everything, and I cannot figure out a way to get you back other than through, um, you know, this emergency passport through the U.S. Embassy, but they don't open until Tuesday, oh. Saturday, you know, so she's like, eh, you're going to have to wait till Saturday. And I remember her leaving and I'm thinking, oh, no, 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 <laughs> you know, <laughs> I cannot stay here for that long because I was in so much pain. Um, you mentioned that, you know, I wasn't even in my own country. Well, the healthcare there is not great. You know, sure. take American healthcare for granted, wow. um, you know, so all I had was morphine as a pain management, which was great for about an hour and then it subsides and I had nothing in between those doses and I had to wait four to five hours. And so those hours in between. I mean, I can't put the pain on a pain scale register. I mean, it does not compute. I, it was by far the worst pain I have ever experienced. And I hope I never experience anything like it again. I mean, it's just rattling. I couldn't adjust myself in the bed. Um, and so I looked at my husband and I said, listen, do we serve a God of the impossible or not? You know, like mm -hmm. where it meets rubber meets the road. Like, do we believe what the Bible says or not, it says that, you know, we can um, pray to the Lord and see those mountains moved and we can 
confess and believe and it will be done, you know, two or more are gathered. I mean, there's so many scriptures, you know, that came to mind right away. And I just, I knew that um, we had to speak out the truth in the situation, even though everything else was saying no, God says yes, you know. And so I, I began to just pray with him and, and the two of us. And then, you know, my pastor got involved and one thing led to another. And I was actually able to get a medvac flight through the Bahamas. Um, they have a local medvac. Um, and the only reason why that was even able to be done is because he knew the Charlotte people because the Charlotte people and him had made a connection two months ago. Wow. He, fiance that lives in Charlotte. So he's up there all the time. I mean, what are the chances? The mama man has a fiance that lives in Charlotte. He makes a connection. He thinks, oh, you know, who knows what's going to happen. I might be able to, you know, foster this business relationship. And that was two months prior to the attack happened. So that connection opened up so many doors oh, and my goodness. people to get home through a series of events. I mean, it was a long, crazy process of trying to get me home, but basically got home Sunday morning, wheels down 6am um, at the Charlotte main hospital here. And they told me it's impossible. You cannot get back until Tuesday. I was discharged from Charlotte's hospital on Tuesday. Wow. You're supposed to get home until then, which is another amazing miracle because um, all the times that I've talked to all the amputees, they just say, you know, I was in the hospital for weeks, months, you know, and here I was a few days. Um, but I had a clean bill of health. I had no infection. You know, I, I just had to go through the process of recovery. Um, but I remember when it all kind of hit me was when I got home, you know, like after the flurry of things, if you can imagine all the just craziness of, and the shock of it all and just trying to process and see my kids for the first time and mm. all of these things. And I finally get home and it's like, okay, now what, you know, like here I am a mom of three young ones at the time. My youngest was still in diapers because she, she was going to turn two the next week. Wow. And you know, I just, it was overwhelming. The little, I, I remember washing my hands and getting like, oh my gosh, how do I wash my hands? How do I brush my teeth? How do I, you know, all these little things, how do I tie my shoe? How do I, I don't know how to do any of these things anymore, you know? And I had to work through like every little thing I did, everything was impacted. Mm. I remember just getting overwhelmed very easily. But um, every time that would happen, I would just stop, take a deep breath and think, I am here, mm. I'm alive. Like in the end, does it really matter if I can't tie my shoes right or can't do it in 30 seconds, you know? like. I can't figure out how to do my hair other than just trying to straighten it. You know, I mean, it, in the end, does it really matter? And it was that shift in perspective that I was able to just seek the Lord on like, God, I need you. Like, I don't have a plan B in this. I don't know how to navigate this, but I need you. I need your strength. I need your hope. You said we can have it. I need it, you know, and it was really relying on him. And that is what got me through. And it still gets me through. Like when I still have those moments of like, God, yeah. this stinks. I'm still living this life. You know? yeah. yeah. It's a new normal, completely you know? new normal. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And I still have to rely on the Lord of like, I need your joy right now. God, I'm not feeling it. You know, mm. I need joy. Um, and it's just relying on him in that, you know, and seeking him in that and, and claiming those scriptures. That's what I tell people all the time. What I do is 
at first I have a, a Google doc of scriptures that I just throw on there to remind me when I'm feeling frustrated or whatever, I go straight to that scripture and I speak it out. And I'm like, I'm I love that. Now. I don't know. I can't feel it, but I'm, I'm going to claim it because God says I can have it, you know? And that's, that's really my secret sauce. <laughs> I was going to say, do you think that's one of the things that helped you hold on to hope? Cause you've shared several that yeah. critical choices that have helped you to hold on to hope. And it's encouraging people to know, you know, you sound incredibly strong and you are, but it's encouraging to know that you're going to have bad moments too. Yeah. And we all are. So Absolutely. it's not like a one and done. It's Correct. now the process of it in new emotions and new things that surface. I know you have a new prosthetic and I'm sure getting yeah. that fitted. And, it, and it's just, I remember, you know, you telling me privately when you came out, you know, just you're trying to change your child's diaper and you're trying to yeah. iron your hair, you know, straight iron your hair, like the things we take for granted. And it was your mm -hmm. dominant arm, no less. Yeah. Correct. So there's just so many, like you said, so many things. Um, you've had to make a number of choices probably it was probably hourly at first and then yeah. it daily and then weekly. And now you said like, I revisit these things. Yeah. Is there anything else that you would share that really helped you hold on to hope? Yeah. Um, worship for me is huge. Um, I'm, I'm a big music person in general. And so anytime where I feel like down, frustrated, stressed, whatever, I, I have a Pandora station that's set to Jesus culture and I just throw that bad boy on. Good for you. <laughs> yeah I just let it play and sometimes I don't feel like singing even you know I'm in that mood of like I don't feel like it but I know I need it you know and so I'll just put it on and eventually I mean it's like the atmosphere shifts because it's it's giving praise and glory to the Lord and it changes your 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 perspective in your mind of, of how you're thinking about things you That's know true. um and so those two things between claiming a scripture and his word and and letting worship music just speak through me. I mean, those two things have been like the rocks, you know, of course I've talked to people and my husband of course has been huge and just, you know, there are times where I would just like start crying out of nowhere and he's like, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm just processing right now. I can't yeah. do my hair, you know, and yeah. I, you know, <laughs> and he just gives me a hug and, you know, and he's like, it's okay. I can help you. And I'm like, I know you can help me, but that's not the point. Yeah. You know, I'll be able to do it, you know, and it's because it's really a grieving. I mean, yeah, it's kind of an ongoing grieving process. You know what I mean? That you have, yeah. it's not that initial thing. And I've been through, you know, two experiences where I nearly lost my life. And, and so I can relate in a lot of ways to your story. Yeah. I was awake when I hemorrhaged after a surgery. So even though it wasn't a shark attack, it was, you know, yeah. losing half my blood supply while I'm laying there. And so many things you're saying I can relate to. So, you know, I'm just, I'm just wondering, I've, I've seen as you're talking all of these different miracles that you've seen. Um, do you think that, do you think that you look at things differently now? Like, do you look for God's fingerprints? I mean, it kind of changes the way you view, not just this one circumstance, but his character moving forward. Wouldn't you kind of yes. say that? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, every worship song every scripture i read is it i'm looking at it through a whole different lens now you know um and i can relate to it in a, in a deeper meaningful way and i think that's what's so important about the choices we make and how we respond because like you said we don't always have a choice in, in what we go through sometimes life just happens right mm -hmm. god didn't promise us this life of sunshine and rainbows, even though sometimes I think we think that that sh should be the way it is. Um, 
But he didn't promise that. In fact, he said in John, in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. And so we have to remember that we're going to go through stuff. And so that happens. But the choice we do have is how we're going to respond, right? Mm. And I think it's so important when we we make that choice to respond in his peace and in his joy and in his strength. Maybe we don't feel it at the moment, but saying, God, I know I can have it. So I'm going to start claiming that, Mm. you know, that shifts everything. And instead of looking at that attack or at that adversity or whatever it is that you're facing, that struggle as the thing that's your demise, you start looking at it as a place of God, you took me closer to you in this, Mm. you know, and instead of it being the destruction of you, it's where I met you in a deeper way. And it's where I've known your heart and I've seen your joy in a way that I can't express because if I wouldn't have gone through that, I wouldn't know the joy that I have now because I couldn't have experienced it any other way or the peace. I can't explain peace and any other way had I not gone through what I went through. You know, it's like, it takes you to another level of experiencing his character and who he is. So it's kind of claiming those things of like, even though the adversity strikes and I believe we serve a God of love, he does not send stuff our way, but does he allow things to happen? Mm, yeah. 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 But his, in his kindness and his goodness and his grace, he knows that we can handle that peace and it's going to bring us to a level where we can be close with him in it and experience his character even more. And that's certainly where I have been. And it's, it's claiming that thing is not like an attack anymore. It's, it's actually a blessing because I've been able to step into this newness of me that I didn't even know was there. Like wow. this, you know, this character building, you know, it reminds me of that scripture of like, you know, in Romans where it talks about like your endurance is going to prove that character that's built wow. up in you. Like that's what the Lord wants for us. But we have a choice in mm-hmm. running and saying, God, I trust you, even when it doesn't feel good, you know? Well, and I've spoken to so many women who have gone through situations and they just get stuck. You know, they get yeah, stuck in bitterness, sure. they get stuck in the why, they get stuck in the wrong mindset, the wrong perspective, like you're saying. Yeah. And, and it's so encouraging to hear this shift because, you know, your situation was out of, was out of your control. Me laying yeah. there hemorrhaging after something went wrong after surgery, it's out of your control. Yeah. But the one thing we can control is our response through prayer, yes. through worship. And it does give us a sense of like, wait a minute, I'm not, I'm not a complete, I'm not a victim here. And what I love Correct. hearing, I even thought, wow, we need a new way to describe you instead of shark attack survivor. You're like a blessing survivor, but who would put that frame <laughs> around it? Right. Like, right. like that it's a new way of looking. I guess what I'm, what I see with women is too many of us, too many women get stuck in a victim mentality. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, a divorce, easy to do. it's an abandonment. It's a financial disaster. It's a prodigal child. It's a whatever, fill in the blank. Yep. It doesn't have to be, you know, this rare, I had a rare life threatening disorder. You had a rare, you know, shark attack. Those are the rare less than less than less than 1%. But there's a whole lot of us going through things that are a lot more common. And, yes. and the word says there's no temptation that's not common to man. So we're all going through things on a daily basis. But, yeah. you know, the, 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 the stuck place is becoming a victim because yes. then we feel like I'm entitled to something or we never move our perspective off of that 
<clears throat> that sense of victimization. And, right. and I know that some of our listeners have been through terrible things, terrible, terrible things that should have never, ever, ever happened to them. Yeah. But we still have a choice to say, I'm not going to live my life as a victim. I want to live right. victorious over that. That's and right. your decision to choose joy has been, I think, a big part of you living in victory, wouldn't you say? Oh yeah, absolutely. But I can relate, like it's not, that's not an easy thing to do. And it's daily that you're going to have to remind yourself, especially in the beginning. We can discover miracles in everyday moments. I think people think of these, you know, you know, the fiery furnace, that's a, a, a total miracle. But what I really want to, you know, encourage listeners through this podcast, Make Life Matter, what the Lord gave me is we can discover miracles in, in the middle of the messy moments. And that yes. can be, I'm raising three littles and I'm, you know, up to my eyeballs in, you know, bottles and diapers and toddler things, or it can be, I'm an empty nester or I've lost my husband, or mm -hmm. I just don't know what the next season looks like, or it can be as messy as I can't figure out how to manage my time well, or I, mm -hmm. I just keep getting derailed by distractions. But there are, if, if we will really look for it, there are miracles in, in everyday moments, but so much of it has to do with shifting our perspective. And yes. like you said, taking every thought captive, that is something yes. we can control. We can't control if the thought knocks on the door, That's but right. we can control yep. if we decide to open the door and let it come in yeah. and build it a home and yep. you know, hang curtains for it. And yep. <laughs> before you know it, like this whole mindset has developed that we drag through life and it yep. drags us down. And I know you've shared some of your favorite scriptures, but I'm just curious as to what your favorite Bible character might be and maybe why. Um, well, when I think about Joseph, I just think, of the many things that he faced, you know, of having his own brothers tried to, to kill him and then, you know, gets put into slavery and then he works his way up into Potiphar's house and then Potiphar's wife wrongly accuses him of subduing some things and then he gets thrown into jail and then he interprets some dreams and tells him, don't forget me. And then they do forget him. You know, this <laughs> yeah. wave of like, you know, roller coaster. And I'm like, gosh, I can relate to that, you know? Wow something happens and it's just like the series of ups and downs, you know? Um, and so for me, it's so inspiring to read the story of Joseph all the way through and how he never neglected the Lord, even though it felt like he was neglected. He's like, no, 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 God's still in this. Like, mm -hmm. no, I've got a plan and a purpose. I don't know what, you know, I don't know where to, where this is going or, you know, sometimes it feels like you're lost in the moment, but he never lost his faith in it. He never, you know, said, Lord, how dare you? You know, it was like, he knew that God had a plan and a purpose. And did he give him his pain? Yeah, he did. He like, you know, bared his pain in it, but he trusted the Lord through it all. And what did that result in? It resulted in him being, you know, out and, and elevated to the status that he was at the end, you know, and it's like, sure, we're going to, we're going to go through these, these phases, but staying in that right mindset, you know, we talked about that a lot through this podcast of just keeping your mind fixed on the things of the Lord, who the Lord is. If you can remind yourself, who is God? Like stopping, you know, am I thinking about him wrong here? Because if I can see him rightly, then it helps me see who I am and it helps, mm. you know, respond to the situation the right way. And, and that's kind of the series that we got to go through to, to really um, build that character through the process of the ups and the downs, like just went through. 
Yeah. When I loved how you said, even though he may have felt neglected, he never neglected the Lord. Yeah. It's so good because a, neglect, a neglected place is a tough place. Yeah. But when we feel neglected, we can still remind ourselves God will never abandon us. He does not neglect us. Yes. He's, you know, he didn't cause it, but he could allow it. And if anything that he allows, he can use for his glory. So, but our responsibility is to not neglect him in it, to, per, yes. to press in. I had a wonderful counselor many years ago say to me, press the pain into the heart of Jesus. You know, yeah, he can take so it. He's not asking us to fake it. Yep. He's not asking us to pretend it doesn't hurt. He's asking us to, to press it into who he is. And that's, as we do that, as I'm saying that I'm picturing, that's how we get closer to his character. I'm pressing yeah. it to him. And so I'm encountering his truth, his mercy, his freedom, his perspective in the situation. Yeah. Otherwise, I, I can't get through it. You know, we're not going to get through those things where we feel neglected or, or lost or abandoned. And you felt like lost in it all. And where am I even in this ocean? And what is even happening right now? But yeah. to know that you are not neglected and that you have chosen to push into Jesus and not away from him. And I'm going to ask you to pray over our listeners in a moment. And I know that you're really just going to bless them. And everything you've shared has been so impacting, Tiffany. And I'm just so grateful that our paths cross, I believe in divine yeah. connections. And I know that this was one of them and, and Amen. just excited for just, you know, the future with you and what, how God is going to use you. And so I would love to know like what's coming up in your life, what's next for you. Um, what does this next season look like? Um, how can people connect with you? And I'll make sure to put all your links in the show notes and make sure people know how they can find you, but tell us kind of what's coming up in your life. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I think 2020 is going to be a big year for us. We've done a lot of preparation stuff in 2019 for the ministry, you know, building the logo and the website and, you know, getting our name more out there. Um, but the Lord keeps opening up doors and we're very excited to step into kind of a greater um, calling uh, with this ministry. And our, our really our heart in it all is, is to shift people's perspectives. So exactly what we've been talking about of, you don't have to live in that place of defeat, um, even though you may have faced whatever it is um, and knowing how to choose joy in that. And so um, it's been very exciting. Um, I know that the Lord has called me to write my own book. I've been um, a co-author in Endurance, like you mentioned um, during the bio, um, but God's got a book inside of me, probably more than one. And so my goal is to start writing it this year. And I know um, for all of you that don't know, Angela is amazing and has already uh, offered her help of coaching. And so we're going to meet and, and just hopefully that'll help keep that accountability of like mm. first steps. Um, Cause it's daunting. It is daunting. <laughs> I understand it, <laughs> <laughs> but God is good. And, and if he's given me the vision, I know it'll, it'll come to pass and he'll see it through and, um, and the provision for it. So that's kind of the big next things that are coming. And I'm very excited about that. I will be um, featured in a a few things um, hitting very soon. Um, there's an Australian magazine that's doing a feature on me. Um, the National Geographic has um, shot some stuff and hopefully that'll air sometime this spring. Oh, um, wonderful. It's crazy how the Lord keeps opening up doors um, where I thought, you know, the media world would be kind of dead on this story because it's two and a half years old, but gosh, it's like God's breathing new life. And so mm. 
it's exciting because I know that his name is still being glorified in it and more people will be reached. And that's what's what it's all about. That's right. That's the point. It's not about yeah, so. our platform. It's about expanding our territory yes. so that more people can know and trust yeah. the character of God and get unstuck Absolutely. and live this life of purpose that they've been called to. I know your website is beingovercomerministries.com, right? So people can yes. find out where you're speaking. I'll put that in the show notes and that's beingovercomerministries.com and they'll find you on Instagram and I love yes. to keep up with you there and Facebook. So thank you, Tiffany. It has been such an honor to have you and I've learned even new things about you and I'm just inspired to just um, even dig deeper. I love the fact that this drew out the depth that was in you like you said, yeah. you didn't even know was there. There is so much yeah. depth in our listeners. They don't even know that it's there. Yeah. And adversity, as difficult as it is, it does create a space for that to happen if they'll just trust him. So thank you so much. I'm just going to invite you to pray over our listeners as we close today. Yes. Thank you. Lord, I thank you, God, for each and every person that listens to this podcast. God, you know their heart, you know where they're at, you know what they're facing, God. And, and I just pray that you would remind them of who you are, who you truly are, God, that you would remove any wrong thinking, anything that maybe they've heard in the past that was incorrect or things that their experiences with you, God, remind them of who you are, God. And I pray that they would see you rightly, Lord. And I, I pray just a blessing over them, God. I pray for strength and joy and peace and, and your endurance, God. And, and I pray that they would remember that you draw near to the brokenhearted. You are close to us, no matter what we're going through, God. And, and I pray that even in the everyday life stuff that we do, we don't even have to be going through something that you want to draw near to us. You, you want to be close to us. So remind us of that, God. Remind us to take the time to spend with you, Lord. I, I pray that, that that would be on all of our hearts, God, and that you would just draw us closer to you as we enter into this new year, this new decade, God. Give us new vision. Give us new hope, God. Give us um, new paths that we we can start walking on, God. And, and I thank you for opening doors that need to be open for us and closing doors that need to be closed. And we just give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. You are a faithful God. Thank you, Lord, for who you are. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for joining our conversation. I'd love to stay connected. So be sure to visit AngelaDenadio.com for my books, blogs, and free goodies. And find me on Facebook at AngelaDenadioVOV and Instagram at AngelaDenadio. If you've been inspired to make life matter, leave a review and subscribe at iTunes, cpnshows.com, or anywhere you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode. Until next week, let's keep discovering miracles in life's messy moments.